niggas saw it, now niggas talking Welcome to niggas watching, niggas saw it, now niggas talking Welcome to niggas watching, niggas saw it, now niggas talking Yo, yo, yo. Yes, sir. Why do I, hold on. Yo, yo, yo. Let's start that one over. You want to start it over? Right. Knife. Well, this is the part where you... Cut. <laughs> uh, part of me wants to keep that whole little part in, but... <laughs> <laughs> hold on. So we just going to keep it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We. Um, this is episode seven. <laughs> episode seven. Episode seven. This is episode seven. Knife. Never mind. Just keep yeah, just this keep shit this whole rolling. Thing. I want the streets to hear you messing up. They always hear me messing up. Um, they, it's, time. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, we back. Niggas is watching. Niggas have been watching. Hopefully, yes. you've been watching. Yes. Um, and uh, oh shit, man. Yeah, it's a rough one. I had yeah, a rough that night. That shit sound like um, yeah. That, <laughs> Like it wanted to come out and then changed his mind. I had a rough it, night, but it came out and was like, oh, nah, 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 I'm staying in, bro. I don't like it out here. I had a rough <laughs> night, but hear me out. Um, <laughs> something I saw on Twitter, yes, sir, let's say, not that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. that I wanted to um to pose to you and you know to the to listeners out there. You, not, I mean, unless you tweet us or DM us, you know, your answers or whatever. I guess this is just something for you to think about. Don't DM um, me. DM him. No, nah, DM him. Don't, don't, don't slide in my DM. Um, that going to be unread. If you were teaching a class, a film, a screenwriting class, film studies class, a film studies class or okay. whatever, um, if you were teaching a film studies class and you wanted your class to study one perfect Film or show, film, film or, or show. show? Ah, yeah. That's, that's so you're, yeah. So, okay, so yeah, you're. I think this question was really screen. It, was it had to be a had to be a writing class, right? Writing class for TV though. It was a TV show. Was it? TV? I could I could do a film and let's, a TV okay, show. Okay, yeah. Let's all right. Let's I could do, do let's I could do, that. do a film and a TV. Okay, show. let's do that. We'll we'll do we'll do double. Yeah. So if you were teaching a film studies class and you wanted your class to study this one perfect film, what is it? One perfect film. One collateral. Wow. Yes. I would have them study Collateral because, like, there's... If you watch Collateral, it's such a... It's a great movie, Mm -hmm. but, like, if you look at it, like, in a deeper sense, is the writing on it, like, the little nuances, the way the characters, like, operate Mm -hmm. in, like, in what in the film is, like, a really short span of time. Right. It's almost in real time. It's, like, maybe takes place over the course, like six to ten hours type mm-hmm. shit but they condense it obviously to like almost two hours but it's it's as close to real time as like a, a movie sh- can or sh- probably should get and bro I'm telling you if you just watch it beginning to end and just focus strictly on like the dialogue mm-hmm. the plot how it's moving forward there's a lot of absurd things that happen in the movie but it, they make it make sense that it works within right. the plot and I think it, it it's a really good movie in terms of showing how to keep your characters the same. Like, you can show them changing in a certain way without them doing something too far out the realm or possibly too absurd or doing something that you probably didn't expect. When you get mm-hmm. to the end of the movie, it's like, okay, I could see Tom Cruise's character doing this. I could see uh, Jamie Foxx's character doing this. I could see, like, mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett's uh, character doing this. Also, it's a great exercise in seeing how you can take a lot of big actors and put them in a movie 
and make That's it true. really good and make, and, have, and make a really good film and have everybody shine, bro. Because Mark Ruffalo's also in that movie. Uh, Javier Bardem's in that movie. Like you can make a lot of people shine in the movie. And that's honestly, I'm glad you said that because when it comes to ensemble cast, what is your favorite ensemble film? Damn, like my where you favorite had an ensemble yeah. film? Might I'm throwing be, questions at I know, this right? questions at this nigga. Um, uh, yeah, your favorite ensemble cast in a film. Damn, I. I mean, I don't it, even have an answer. So yeah, really, that's I'm tough. Like, yeah, I mean, harder they fall. I liked a lot. Yeah, that was a good. That was a great uh, yeah. ensemble cast. I, I don't know if I like that answer, but I did like Harder They Fall. I guess technically Black Panther was an was a big that's, ensemble that's cast, ensemble. and I did I did like that movie obviously a yeah. hell of a lot. Silver Linings Playbook, another great ensemble cast. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, phenomenal ensemble cast. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I guess Zodiac's probably my answer. Mm, that's because that's one of your favorite films, right? Yeah, there, easily. Right? Easily. Yeah, Zodiac's probably Zodiac's probably another Mark Ruffalo film. Shout out to Mark Ruffalo. Uh yeah. That's right. Mark is insane. Yeah. I I'd probably I know you don't got to answer, huh? Um, my favorite ensemble cast in a film. Um, you already said one of them at least, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. Um yeah. also I think I might say Kali, I just had it. I just had an answer for him. Actually, that were like it was like right on the tip of my tongue, and then we started talking about something else, and I lost it. Um, shit, it's got to come back to me. You said the Wolf of Wall Street. That's one. Uh, no, that's not an ensemble cast. So never mind. That's just my perfect film. So I'll go with Wolf of Wall Street. That's definitely one of them. I mean, I'm a that's huge a great ensemble fan. cast. Yeah. Um, so for sure, that's uh, that's. I mean, in the Wolf of Wall Street just so happens to be one of my favorite films ever. So yes, um, yeah, because I can't. Pulp Fiction. That's Pulp Fiction. Yes. See, as you as we keep talking, and the more yeah, 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 it'll start. Yeah, it'll start coming. Um, I guess Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, Glenn uh, Glenn Ross. Is that the other thing? I was about to say Glenn Coco. Um, I was about to say Glenn uh, Close. Oh, Glenn but Close. That's no, fucking Glenn Close. Yeah, yeah, it's Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn, no, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn, Gary Glenn, Glenn Ross. That was a that was a good uh yeah. that was a great ensemble cast. For sure. For sure. Damn. Um it, it, there's so many. Hey. There is, there is. You know, I I just randomly thought of this question because you were talking about an ensemble cast with collateral. Man, that was a great ensemble so. cast. Yeah, that was a really great <laughs> so ensemble. So it was like, cast. huh, well, what's your favorite ensemble cast? There's there are a lot out there. One that I can just think of off the top of my head, which really wasn't right off the top of my head, is because Dave said it, is Wolf of Wall Street for sure. The other one, if I think about it throughout this episode, I'll come back. So, anywho, um, gave your perfect film. Now, let's talk about Show? TV. Yeah, probably say I might get vilified for this one, but mm-hmm. I might say Law and Order, bro. Yeah, I know I love no, Law and Order. You know what? I don't. I don't think you get vilified for that. I mean, the you would want your class to study Law and Order in its entirety, or is, is I'd probably a so. It's, it's, a, it's obviously a lot of episodes. I'd probably yeah. go with if we're just going like say six or seven seasons, mm-hmm. maybe like season like four to like 11 or season four to 10 type shit. Right. Just because that's when they they were able to bring up like a lot of things that were happening in real life at the time, mm-hmm. leave it into a show. They didn't really hold back on like police brutality. Like they didn't act like all the cops were good or like always doing good shit. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job of like, even if, 
even if you kind of think you know where the case is going to go, or if it seems like a clear cut case in the beginning of the episode, it doesn't right. necessarily end like that. Um, also and true. and so it's a really good show in that you could you could just cut it on. Like you could have never seen the first season. I didn't see the first season of Law and Order until very very recently. I've been oh, watching it yeah, since I was young. One hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen like the first. Oh no, actually, that's a lot. I did see it when I was a little younger. My mom had it like on DVD, but it was really hard to get that first season on like DVD, like mm. the little box set. Wow, niggas yeah. had to, yeah. Yeah, you remember you used to go to Best Buy and they had like all the boxes. Yeah, 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 getting yeah. Law and Order yep. the first season was very hard. I remember yep. we had to like go on Amazon for like, but point is, um, mm-hmm. I'd probably do that just because it's a good, it'd be a good teaching way of like, okay, this is how you can have characters in a show. You can show characters' motivations without outwardly saying like somebody being like hey i'm a bad guy don't mm-hmm. talk to me type shit like you know what i mean like you could you could make characters motivations and their personality very very evident without doing too much mm-hmm. and it'll make the audience if they keep watching when you do show that little bit it'll make it a bit more interesting um and it's like a nice dichotomy like obviously the first half of the episode is significantly different from the second, the half, second half of the episode yeah um but it's not in a way that's too jarring and it's relatively in the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? Obviously, they have mm-hmm. to take some liberties. But, um, but yeah, I would probably say Law & Order because um, the show I really wanted to pick, I think you're going to you're gonna pick a different version of it, and so it won't make sense. So, mm. so yeah. Okay. So, your turn. Film. Yes, um, sir. The Truman Show. Truman Show. Yes, sir. 100,000%. Yes. That, that's, that's one of those films to me that is just... I mean, we're talking perf- what we deem as a perfect film. Yeah. That is 100,000. I'm also. Perfect writing wise, yeah, of course. Perfect yeah. writing. Um, Jim Carrey was brilliant in Amazing. it. Amazing. Um, Ed Harris. Ed was Harris good. was <laughs> great in it. Um, it's just a, like, uh, in terms of how we view reality today, that movie is, is so like. It's just crazy that it came out in 98 versus, not like, how would it be received if it came out now? It might yeah. be received differently, but it might be received in a, because it's shit. It w- it'll look different. It'll it, it'll be more current. Yeah. But 1998 to now, that show, that, not that show, that movie is still extremely relevant um, because niggas do feel like they kind of live their lives for other people and they don't even yeah. know it. Living online and all of that yeah. shit, like, kind of being controlled Ooh. by social media and all of these these puppeteers that are actually yeah. like it's just this i mean there's there's so many things about this film that i mean we have yeah, a we can go full conversation full, and full say, episodes bro before you go into your tv show if there's uh-huh. one movie that kind of needs a sequel it's the like, show i think so you think so only because because why how he just how you just dipped out at the end yeah so like imagining him now like yeah. Like, because you got to think, like, all right, if you grew up like that, you're living that life, mm-hmm. he'd probably get, like, maybe a solid, like, three or four days of, like, okay, I don't want to be famous no more. And then he just want that itch again. Mm-hmm. But, like, especially nowadays, bro, like, he'd be, like, all over IG lives and just doing True, true, true. Damn. That's true. I'd actually want to see that. Uh, Yeah, that would be my one perfect film. Yeah, of course, I, can, I could say hella perfect films, but that's the one that immediately comes to mind. Um, show wise, I mean, come on now, y'all. <laughs> we know what you're gonna say. Because that's niggas cooking meth. Yeah. That is niggas cooking crystal meth on an RV. Boy. And in a lab. In underwear, bro. In a underwear. Golly. It's Breaking Bad. Right. It's Breaking Bad now. It's Breaking Bad later. 
It's, it's bringing bad in the middle. I'll, I'll that actually, is the show that I would have niggas study to the T. I would give niggas quizzes. We'd yeah. have full on exams about I, like. I'll say this, bro. If I was teaching yes. a class and that was the show, I'd probably make them watch Better Call Saul as well. Oh yeah, okay. I'm with it. Why? Yeah. Why you say Saul? Why? I think that that, that does work. That works perfectly because after you see this fantastic of of a show of Breaking Bad, how do you continue that? Oh, I know. Better Call Saul. And I'll actually say I'll probably have them watch Better Call Saul first. first? Yeah. It is more so of a prequel. So it is. It is because I think actually I don't know, but I, I feel like if you watch Better Call Saul and then immediately go into Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. it'll make both shows better almost you know what i mean because like when you see the flash forwards in better call saul they might not make sense and then when you watch breaking bad it's like oh now we see how we got like there mm-hmm. so like both shows make you want to watch the other if uh, I, you, you. I think if you watch it in like timeline order it'll 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 explain a lot of motivations early on especially like when it comes to like the uh the salamancas because they get uh-huh. mentioned a lot in breaking bad they do but you only see like what tuco Tuco, and, Hector. Uh, Hector. That's really it. That's really it, huh? Yeah, that's really it. But obviously, uh, Better Call Saul, they play a much, much bigger role. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of see why, you know, without spoiling shit, uh, mm-hmm. why they're mentioned in one show and you see them in another. I so, get you. No, I, I dig that. I mean, uh, Breaking Bad is just, I mean, shit, like you said, um, that's with Saul. I mean, show. it's just a perfect show, man. It just is. I mean... Walter White, I mean, Brian Cranston is Walter White. Uh, I mean, fucking Anna Gunn, she was the most, probably the most annoying TV wife I've ever seen in television, but she was, um, she, that was what she was supposed to be. She was supposed to be that. And she did an amazing job at it. I mean, Dean Norris, I mean, fucking. (laughs) I mean, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo popped in. He's, uh, I mean, arguably the best TV villain. Um, I mean, come on. Let's yeah. just list. I mean, you have Saul Goodman. You have Bruh, Bob Oker. It, it, the list goes on Come and on. on. Jonathan and Banks. On on. I mean, as Mike. on and on. And bro, d- I'll say, that's kind of why I'm like, if you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jonathan Banks and Giancarlo Esposito, when you see, and uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk, when you mm-hmm. see them in Better Call Saul, and then you remember what the fuck they did in Breaking Bad, it yep. just makes, it just <laughs> makes Breaking Bad so much better. You know what I mean? Because it's like, wow, y'all are. Y'all are really killing yeah, it right yeah. now. And I think writing-wise, it's also like... I think, yeah. If you're teaching somebody, like, okay, you know, watch this so you can kind of learn, mm-hmm. right? If you watch Breaking Bad, really, I guess, specifically Breaking Bad, since I should mention, but mm-hmm. you watch Breaking Bad, you'll get to see... Um, Excellently written written show, su- Like, you know, superbly Sheesh. written. Superbly written. Golly. You got to... I mean, just <laughs> for the simple fact that you took a chemistry teacher and turned him into, like, to a kingpin. Kingpin. King into right? Heisenberg. Wow, and made it make sense, and bro. made it make sense. Like, Man. and you and, and you made us over sometimes overlook his terrible deeds, bro. <laughs> one, of, one of the best parts of that whole series was when he he because you know obviously he's making meth because he's trying to fight trying uh, to cancer. He's he's, trying, he's to trying to he's trying to secure his family's future yeah. if cancer takes him out. Now, when he made enough money and the cancer was mm. gone. And bro, just doubled down, bro. I was like, okay, y'all niggas are operating on a different, yeah. different level. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how close that was to the uh, "I'm the one that knocks" speech, but boy, I gotta rewatch. 
It's just one of those shows, bro. I'm over here getting excited because I'm know, like, oh my I god, know. I can go I home right now. This, this gonna end up turning into like watch a Breaking it. Bad rewatch. Yeah, podcast, bro. We we see, this shit see, like every episode. See, all right. Well, those are my shows. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> We're going to be on this shit for a whole right. hour. We got to get out of here at some point tonight. On me, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Well, yeah. Um, oh, what you got? Bro. We got a decent we amount got a, yeah, we got, we got We got some shit we got to talk to y'all yeah, about today, we, you know. We do. Um, we got some stuff. So before we get into the new stuff, you know, okay. I, got, I got, you know, a few things to tap into. A little housekeeping um, stuff, huh? A little housekeeping, a little housekeeping. I got a quick Marvel take. Okay. So I want to run into this and then, you know, we'll move forward. All right, uh, yeah. I watched Thor recently. You haven't seen Thor. Correct. Okay. Um, I've seen every other Thor. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Thor was decent. I think you like this new one. It, it's cool. It was cool. It I like the Thor films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor, okay. Thor: Love and Thunder wasn't bad. I will say though, uh, the Phase Four of Marvel. I think I might have mentioned some of the previous episode, but Phase Four of Marvel has just been like, it's been okay. Mm-hmm. It's been fine. I think I saw somewhere where it said like we have as many hours in Phase Four as we do like the first three phases combined. Like, that's as much content as they put out for Phase 4 in, like, the last couple of years. Mm. Crazy. Um, but I kind of realized when I was watching Thor's, like, Marvel, uh, Wakanda Forever is going to kind of make or break Marvel. Mm. Like, as a... As oh, a, wow. We... Please, please, uh, please elaborate with that there. Yeah. Take, sir. So, so you know I'm a numbers guy. Okay. I'm a yeah. numbers guy. Black, the first Black Panther did amazing, amazing in the box office. But 700 mil in the U.S. alone, mm-hmm. which it puts it in the top 10 of, of all time. Of all time films, yeah. Now, if we're talking like just what, if, in terms of movies ahead of it, the only Marvel movies ahead of it is like um, it? In, Endgame, Endgame right? and Spider-Man No Way Home. It did better than Infinity War in, in America alone. Um, and then obviously like Titanic, Avatar, stuff like that. Uh, in terms of overall box office, it's like 13th all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason this is going to make or break Marvel is because, yeah, Marvel's been making money on these movies, but quality-wise, yeah. it's kind of been real up and down. I'll say uh, Shang-Chi is the only movie that I was genuinely Shang-Chi like. Shang-Chi was excellent. Yeah, I was like, that's the only one that I was like, okay, this is, we. I, I could see why this uh, movie got made. This was like decent enough. I enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, it got decent enough reviews. But... Excuse me, sorry. With Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, like that mm-hmm. one has to be, it, it has to get another Oscar nomination. It has to, it has to break records again. It has to make a lot of money. It, it, it has to do everything that Marvel used to do before the pandemic. Or I feel so like so. You think the so from what I'm gathering so far, and you probably will, you'll keep going. They've set the president a little too high. A little too high. A little too high. But as we know, you just you nailed it though already. COVID really came through and just, just totally told niggas, like, no, y'all niggas have to change the way y'all do everything around this bitch. It's true. <laughs> but here's the issue. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking with that, like, can Black Panther, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I would love to see it do it, but it's going to be hard to, to, listen, to, 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 to do that one. Listen, bro. Uh-huh. Top Gun hit what? This worldwide. This That came out a month ago. Black Panther comes out in the fall. If Top Gun could do it now, yeah, Black Panther definitely has a potential to do it in the fall. The issue is, though, mm-hmm. the first movie got to where it got strictly off of word of mouth. Like, it, it probably hit, like, it was breaking those records within the first month of it being out in theaters. Mm-hmm. This one comes out in the fall. People are already kind of apprehensive. Like, we've seen the recast of Chalice things. Like, we've seen a lot of, a lot of bad press leading into the movie. 
that if they don't they re you said recast what T'Challa. What? You haven't seen that? Who is re who what? People have been bro, people have been saying this for years. Since Chadwick's passing, right? No, not not after Chadwick's passing. After Chadwick died, people are kind of like, yeah, definitely don't recast it. When the whole uh, Letitia Wright controversy mm-hmm. kind of was happening, everybody's like, definitely recast it. Um, I so they haven't recast the child. They have not recast. Okay, good. They've I, already said they don't plan to. Whew, man, I thought yeah, for some reason already, I thought that you were saying that they have, and I'm like, no, 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 no. The recast. It's like hashtag recast the mm-hmm. People are saying it. There's like um, essentially there's just a lot of controversy leading into this movie. Mm-hmm. Black Panther with kind of, and you know I'm a Marvel stan. Yes, but I love these movies. I'm gonna still show up to see it. Absolutely. But in terms of like the overall stuff, bro, nobody's gonna. I think that Marvel might tend to lose a little bit of respect. People, they might lose a little bit of their luster. Mm. Their movies might, they might have to start taking some real big swings again. Yeah. If Black Panther Wakanda Forever isn't as big, if not bigger than the original one, which is going to be hard for a lot of obvious reasons. For sure. But I think having watched uh, Thor Love and Thunder, I'm like, you guys are playing it a little too safe. Mm. You no. Know, okay. Um, it's getting real rough. It's getting real rough. But, um, yeah, that's my Marvel take. I guess we'll wait till you see Thor. We'll probably elaborate a little bit more on okay. it. Okay. Uh, because you still haven't seen Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, I'm pretty much just the last, most three recent Marvel films behind, not including the Sony Marvel films. Well, yes. I haven't seen Marvel Spider either. Spider-Man, um, Doctor Strange 2, and Thor. Okay. That's it. Everything else I'm I'm caught up on. Yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah, um... I'm gonna go. I'm going to see Thor because, like I already said, I do like the Thor series um, in the MCU. Um, as far as Black Panther, Wakanda Forever being a make or break for Marvel, um, I don't know about that one. That that that's yeah, that's a tough one. I do understand what you're saying though, especially because you're a numbers guy. How is Wakanda Forever supposed to fare in the box office as opposed to well, the way that you know, the first Black Panther did in 2018. Um, of course, we won't see that because the times are just completely different. But you made a perfect point with how Top Gun p- performed in its short amount of time. Um, and with the first Black Panther being mostly off word of mouth, at least for the first however many weeks it was in the theaters. Uh, it was- um it's it's possible, but man, it's that's that's quite a feat to even have to try to accomplish yet again. I know they didn't expect to do that the first time. I'm sure they were probably well, no, nah, they had to, dog. They, no, they had know, to know, I, no. So look, they they had to know it was gonna do decent. That's why they obviously they just, put it in February, Black History Month, etc. Right. And like you know, they had Kendrick performing at the Grammys, like premiering whole songs video. The movie. I mean, whole whole uh, whole yeah, he soundtrack, the whole album. Like it, there was a lot of promotion that went into it. Probably mm-hmm. some of the best promotion for a Marvel movie ever. Um, sounds like Spider Man, I guess. But the point is, regardless of what they expected the first one to do, it mm-hmm. did. Now they have the second one that they got to do, and the expectations are there. Like the bar is now set. It's true, it's, it's the set. The bar is now set. And I don't think there's been a Thor movie that's hit a billion, like a Thor solo movie that's hit a billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange obviously has not either. Spider Man, the only one that really did help, like the last, the most recent one did like one point eight billion type mm-hmm. shit. The second Spider-Man, uh, MCU Spider-Man movie, did like, I think, 1.1, maybe just under a billion. Mm-hmm. Like, the, not all Marvel movies hit a billion, 
and definitely less of their solo ones hit a billion, and even less. And if if Tony Stark isn't involved with it, you can literally count on one hand the ones that hit a billion. Yeah, it's Black Panther and Captain Marvel, yeah. and and Captain Marvel did most of that money overseas. In fact, most of their movies do really well overseas. Overseas, yes. Yeah, Black Panther's the only one that killed it in fucking in America. America. Uh, America. So. That's kind of why, like, I mean, yeah, it might not be super duper fair to compare it to the first movie for a lot of obvious, obvious reasons, reasons, right? But at the same time, in terms of what we have been getting, in terms of the quality and in terms of how audiences have approached it, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Thor doesn't hit a billion, and we're talking about the fourth Thor movie, Chris Hemsworth's a bona fide star, they have Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, that doesn't really hit the money it's supposed to hit or the numbers that you expect it to hit. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, Dr. Strange ain't hit a billion. Did you think they were even expecting Strange to hit a bill? I, I don't know if they're expecting Strange to hit a bill. I don't know if they're expecting Thor. There might that my expectation might be might there. be might be there. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man. So, they have to. They were leaning I mean, on, on Spider Man. It's there's very very obvious that one was gonna hit a. a, a like, <laughs> if that yeah. didn't hit a bill, like they they they're actually putting it yeah. back in theaters uh, later this year, but. They probably would have put it back in theaters already. We've yeah. still been it like they deal with fucking Morbius. Man. Well, what Sony did with yeah. Morbius, I'll put it that way. Um, well, hey, you know, I love a take, um, and that that for sure is one. Man. But hey, we gonna we gonna be right in the theater, like you already said. We I'm, in I'm there. Right now, motherfucker. I'm gonna leave my be, outfit out the right. night before. Niggas you know is gonna I mean? be right in there. No, so I mean? so <laughs> trying to help it. Uh, achieve those those landmarks. They've I'm already watched it like three, four times. You know what I mean? Definitely. But, um, yeah, we we can move forward. We can move forward. Let's talk a little bit about Westworld. We didn't get to do a recap last week, mm-hmm. last week's show. Um, we've kind of been off our shit, even though this is niggas watching. Niggas have not been watching. Niggas have not been watching as much uh, lately. We've been we, a little busy. We, we both did watch Westworld. Yeah. So we can talk a little bit about Westworld before we kind of move into uh, some other shit. You know, some some other hot topics yes, going sir, on yes, sir. in Hollywood. So talk to me, bro. How do you feel about this most recent season of Westworld so, so far? far? Yeah, I'm. I'm liking the direction it's going. I am. Um, uh, I was a little apprehensive because last season was kind of left the thing. Eh. Yeah. Like it was. It had its highs, but it didn't really like. It didn't make that impression on me that other seasons of Westworld yeah. had in the past. I think the, when it got to like the end of it, I was like, okay. I like, was kind right. Yeah, I was like, okay, now I can appreciate it. Every episode before, I was a bit like, okay, mm-hmm. where, where the fuck is this going? Um, no, I do, but I like the direction they've gone. I mean, I've only seen the first two episodes of, of the current season of Westworld. Three? First two, yeah. Something like that. I think, I just, I think I'm just a week out. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, so, um. I'm excited to hope. I mean, I say I feel like I say this all the time. Niggas is probably out there listening. Like this nigga say that every time. Yeah. Um, I'm I am. I'm excited yeah. to see where they're gonna go with take, the rest take of the a season. Shot every time he says he's excited to see, see where they go <laughs> for the rest of the season. Um, you'll be drunk. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> for certain. But I am. I mean, so far I'm I've been enjoying it. Um, I'll probably end up watching this current. Uh, episode when I get home or I'll do it this weekend or whatever. I'll do it before the new episode releases. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I mean shit. <laughs> they laid the the foundation for a great show season after season. It was just last season they kinda like they, they, <sighs> I don't know what kind of shit the bed a little was. bit. Man. And they had like I said they had highs, they had those things, there was flashes like, okay, see this is a show that I remember. It wasn't extremely confusing at certain points like it usually was in the past but 
then it would get ex- very confusing in the next episode. And you're like, what the fuck was going on yeah. in the episode prior? So I, 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 I didn't like that. That was the asp- that was like the main thing about season three that it really turned me off. Um, but the first few episodes into season four, I'm like in a direction that seems like they have a more like clear, uh, um, like where they're going with the season. You could tell up front in the first few episodes. So I'm hoping that they don't, you know, just totally throw us off with some some weird shit in the middle I mean, of the season, LA, which is possible because yeah, they've done it before. Man, you know, they they certainly have. I don't put anything above them, uh, past them of doing that. But so far, I'm digging it. What about you? Oh, I, I mean, I love it. I remember I didn't like love the, the music too. Oh, of course. I wanted to throw that yeah, out there yeah, for well, sure. I'll, I've always loved the music. Yeah, I always love the music, but they they they've been killing it on the score the past few episodes. Especially, uh, I want to say the first episode was probably my favorite score wise. Yeah. I mean, they they always kill mm-hmm. it. I, I mean, I'm enjoying the show. I realized when I was watching the fourth season, I was like, you know, this is a, one of those shows that, like, good or bad, I'm gonna like, watch. I'm gonna it watch it. End. Yeah, I'm already like locked in. I mm-hmm. like the concept of it is like really up my alley. I don't typically like watching things that are like intentionally confusing too too much. That, yeah, I'm not the very David fan Lynch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I do appreciate Westworld. Like, I think. Um, the pilot was probably one of the best pilots I've ever seen, and the first season is probably like one of the better. One of the better, one of the better yeah. first seasons of, of television. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also think um, we'll probably talk about the show, like in the, the boys, uh, in future. Uh, we've also talked about Barry, uh, mm-hmm. but one thing that that I kind of appreciate about Westworld, the boys and Barry, is that they re- kind of write themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. They kind of like set everything up to where it's like things can only kind of go in a certain direction. I didn't necessarily like the way the boys ended because I felt like they wrote themselves into a corner and then they kind of took the easy way out, like mm. almost like on some snowfall shit where it's like you guys, you guys <sighs> set you. everything up to like really go crazy and the season kind of just ends with everything back to normal. So we know the next season is going to kind of start with everything kind of back to normal. Uh-huh. Like certain, certain things might be a little more fucked up than before, but nothing too, too crazy. Right, right. Um, I feel like with Westworld, like the way the first season ended, it was like, why does this feel like a series finale? I it was did. like, yeah, I was like, so it's really like they wrote themselves into a corner like back then and they just been kind of like, fuck, writing ourselves out of the corner. Like, let's just go deeper into this bullshit mm. and like, you know, we'll just see how people go. All that to say, like, I really, really do, I really do like the first few episodes that I saw. I think the most recent episode was actually really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it was like really, it, it felt like we were getting close to the end of the season. Like, I remember when I got done with it, I was like, okay, like, we're halfway through the season now. And I was like, oh, shit, that was episode three? Mm. I was like, damn, nigga. I was like, okay, yeah. all right. I guess uh, I guess we're really going crazy this season. Uh, I appreciate it, but I'm also cautiously optimistic because having seen that third season, bro, mm-hmm. I know yep. I know shit can go sideways it very, can. very quickly. It you can. know what I mean? Very, very quickly. There's already been a couple things that I'm like, this doesn't necessarily get explained by the end of the season, and I got to wait another two years for the next season (laughs) just for y'all to move on to something brand new. Something totally new, brand new. You know what I mean? And y'all bring this shit up casually, then I, uh, I don't know. But I'll say I'm I'm definitely enjoying what I'm seeing so far. It's uh, definitely interesting. Um, Speaking of Ed Harris, you know what I mean? He's in the show, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And also Tessa Thompson. Uh, both of which are killing, and Aaron Paul. You know, I mean, three Paul. people whose whose projects that we brought up earlier: uh, Evan Rachel Wood, um, yes, of course, and uh, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton, yeah. Um, Liam Hemsworth is it? Not Liam Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's Chris Hemsworth. brother. Yeah, one of the Hemsworths. Um, it's who's Liam is is fucking Thor, right? Or Chris no, is no, Thor. Chris is Thor. So Liam, Liam no, Liam is Liam's Hannah Montana's. Uh, 
old nigga. Right. And this this other nigga is in Hannah Montana. He's just he's the third brother. I forget his name. Oh, okay. It's probably like Paul or some shit. Um, and then obviously Jeffrey Wright. Of course, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright, amazing actor. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, great show. I'm just you know cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to. Don't we get too in, man? Because I'm afraid I'm gonna get my hopes up and then just be pissed. Because they they'll do that. That's how that's how this show's worked, man. That's what? how it does. So I'm still I'm over here thinking about season two. I'm like, they almost almost lost a lot of niggas in season two, Bruh. Um, but I don't know. They were able to finally like stick the landing at some point. They, and, man, <laughs> they stuck the landing in like the last like maybe thirty minutes yeah. of that, that season finale, boy. So they got real confused and real quick. <laughs> Real confused and real quick, and in the third season, didn't did nobody any favors, nope. bro. Yep. Uh, so you know it is what it is, but you know we're both gonna be locked in for all mm-hmm. seasons. That's for sure. Um, it's just time to move on to some new shit, huh? Let's get on to some yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Shit. We got some hot topics. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get it. So the first thing we see here, um, What's on my phone, we got Zoe Kravitz starting a, a movie with an interesting premise. What's the premise here? So the premise is she plays a pair of twins that are like robbing a bank. Um, okay. But one twin has like powers, supernatural powers, like telekinesis, super strength. Mm-hmm. And the other twin is op- heads up the operation and like serves as the narrator of the tale. And I Ooh, guess. Okay. That is an one, interesting premise. Yeah, yeah. One begins to like second guess the life her and her sister lead when the heist kind of goes uh, Ari. The ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say Zoe Kravitz is a decent enough actress. I think she's a decent actress. Mm-hmm. The premise is what got me though. The premise. Like, is, the premise. I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm locked into the premise. Yeah, I was like, I like you know, the I'm not usually nothing against Zoe Kravitz or nothing, but I don't think there's been anything that I've seen that she's about to be in that I was like really excited for. Mm-hmm. The one thing that surprised me though was her Hulu show. Uh, oh yeah, the remake of, of the uh, the John Cusack movie. Mm-hmm. What's the shit? Um, uh, she worked in a record store. She worked store. at a record store. Um, oh, why is this shit escaping me? Why is this me? escaping me right now? I don't know, but she killed that shit. Yeah. I got to look up the name of you that. You got to now because it's going to be um, right there. Bruh. And then if and I, I like, go damn. off air, bro, I'm going to scream. I'm going to be like, nah, we got to go back. Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like five minutes. Um, high Fidelity, right? No? Yes. Yes. That's what it is. High Fidelity. Mm. Killed it. That was something that when I initially saw it was coming out, I was like, no, but she she absolutely murdered it. Mm-hmm. The premise of this, though, I'm locked in, bro. I'm locked in. Um, don't know when it's coming out. No director. No nothing. No but, nothing. Uh, just, okay. Yeah, somebody won the bidding war, though. Um, and Zoe Kravitz is producing it. So um, it is coming eventually. I'll tell you that much. Oh, Warner Brothers won oh, the bidding war. Oh, okay. Might actually come out in theaters. When is it? When when has it? Is it slated? No, no No due date. Not yet. Okay. Nothing. Just we just got the actress and the premise. That's it. And the not even the name of the film, right? Sundance. The Sundance Kid might have some regrets. There's not going to be the name of that movie. That's the name of it. The short story is based on. Uh huh. But that's not the name of it. Also, couldn't find the short story anywhere. I was trying to read it, but I just, you know, I don't know where the fuck it's available. Um, well, I love yeah, I love the premise. I mean, like you said, Zoe's a decent enough actress. She, I'm sure she can, you know, um, uh, you know, do what she got to do in a role or whatever. The I fuck. think that's gonna be like almost a, a defining role. for You think her. so? I, I mean, that's a, that's a that's like a awards love shit like that. She's gonna play a pair of twins. True. They're both a little different. It's like a cool like kind of concept. That's true. Um, 
I guess depending on the budget, we'll see like if it actually goes to theaters. I think with a really low budget, they could risk putting it in theaters. But you know, we'll see where that goes, bro. We'll okay. See where it goes. Uh, moving forward, we got the wood being remade as a TV series. Um, hmm, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So who's is has this already been greenlit or is it? Just in talks. Nope. Greenlit, casted. Uh, Vince Staples is in it. Okay. Uh, my boy, um, Man Boy. Oh, uh, Melvin Gregg? Melvin Gregg, yeah. Okay. He's going to play a Pokemon card trader. He's playing a Pokemon card trader? Yeah. That's, in the that, wood? In the wood. Okay. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I'll say this, man. I grew up in Inglewood. Yes. I, don't, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dope. Um, I obviously, thought Dope Rick, was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see the appeal. Um, Rick Famuyuma, mm-hmm. uh, or Famuyuma, I'm sorry, is going to uh, produce the show. He also directed The Wood, directed Dope. Um, so, I mean, they're going to show love to Inglewood. Mm-hmm. I think now that Insecure is off, and I think The Shy might be wrapping up soon. No, The Shy is only in, the, like, I want to say the fifth episode. Okay, but I mean, wrapping up their... their no, nah, they got series. a whole nother... They, I think they've already been greenlit for another season. Oh, shit. Well, never mind. <laughs> um, I was going to say The Wood could be like the show to replace The Shy, mm-hmm. if that's the case, because it's also going to be on Showtime. I kind of can't imagine both shows being on Showtime. Although, I guess that would be like a nice, like, like their hood, mm-hmm. hood night. You know what I mean? They got The Shy and then The Wood back to back. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I guess for the sake of the show, I'm gonna have to watch at least one episode. But I'll, I'm, I'm gonna not, watch it. I'll tap in, man. Yeah. Look, hey, if it's, it's gonna end up being one of those shows, just like Power, just like any other show, P Valley, where it's gonna it's gonna catch on with Black Twitter, and everybody gonna be locked in. So I'll watch yeah. it, even if niggas just hate watching it. Mm-hmm. Be in, so. mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. We won't do that, but we'll talk Mike Epps. Yeah, let's talk Mike Epps. Yeah, he joined an Apple TV show um, with Natalie Portman. It's supposed to be a dramatic show. So, um, okay, Mike Epps. So, you know, Mike Epps is a pretty decent uh, uh, actor who can go between comedy and drama. Um, when he was in fucking uh, Sparkle, I think I mentioned that before in, in, on our on one of these shows that I was on either here was a miseducated, uh, but the movie the remake um, with Whitney Houston, Jordan Sparks, um, Derek Luke I think is in it. Yep, um, I think you mentioned that. On I have here. I, I probably here. did. Huh? Not on not on the pod pod, but I think uh-huh. it was on like IG Live. Oh, okay, probably. Um, and Mike Epps is like a abusive husband of one of the one of uh, the daughters in the film. Um, and he bodied the role. He made niggas hate him. Um, and he wasn't, wasn't trying to be funny or anything like yeah. that. He's just one of those niggas that's, even when he's not trying to be funny, he probably still gonna, it's gonna come off that way. Yeah. That's like D-Ray Davis yeah. in fucking Snowfall. Like, like, like I'll be yeah. looking at the Peaches, hilarious. <laughs> but, um, I could see Mike Epps, uh, I mean, I knew for, you know, like a lot of these, a lot of, you know, Comedians who also are comedic actors, you know, it's always you know they 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 can get into their drama bag if they got to. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. I mean, obviously, Jamie Foxx, you're about to be in episode, <laughs> but that's like an amazing example of like mm-hmm. somebody that's able to kind of do it all. Yeah, um, Jim Carrey, we also brought Jim him Carrey. up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm excited for it. I'll say, um, he's also joined like a dark comedy. Uh, Mike Epps is actually he's kind of going through like a little career. 
like sort of push, bro. Mm. He's he's gonna be in a few he's, different, and he's also it's a show on Netflix that Upshaws? I actually yeah. Uh, people are gassing Upshaws. I like the yeah, Upshaws. People people say like that's one of I the do. better comedies. Yeah, so I like the Upshaws a lot. It's it's it's. You know, they, of course, because one, it's not on like cable or anything like that. So they can cuss and do all of that shit. They can do the most. Yeah. They can do the most. Um, Some of the jokes on there, you know, you can tell that who they were written by and who they were written for, rather. Um, But overall, I like the Upshaws both seasons. Um, Even this most current season, it just, and that, I mean, just ended. It's the whole season's available. Yeah, they just posted up on Um, one day. uh, I watched it like last week. Just watched all episodes like I did with like the bear and all, and, which is another show that. Oh shit! I gotta watch fire. that show. Uh, yeah, just got green. Li- just got green lit for season two. That's dope. Shout um, out to them. But uh, yeah, I like the upshots, bro. I do. I like Mike Epps and, and Kim Fields as husband and wife. I didn't didn't expect them to be, yeah, or I guess I didn't expect the chemistry because it's like, oh, okay, Mike Epps and Kim Fields are that is kind of random. Random, but it works. It and Wanda Sykes is the. The 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 sister of Kim Fields who also hates Mike Epps, um, because it's also her show too. Um, it's Wanda's show. She she's the creator of the show. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Is she the star as well? She, oh, co-star. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her so it's like her those Mike Epps in in yeah Kim Fields. Kim Fields like are, okay. Yeah, those are the main three. Um, then you got the supporting, you know, the kids and all that stuff. So yeah. I like the Upshaws though. If you haven't watched, it, you should check it out. All right, I'm gonna check sure. it out. I'm gonna check you know, it out. Like I said, like I'm get back a little cringe on, in some parts. You gonna you gonna know exactly the parts too. But once you can get around some of those cringe moments, it's just it's, it's just humor that like jokes or whatever that just they don't stick. Okay, you can tell it's like ah, I can see what they were trying to do. There yeah, and, it and then, so the issue kind of is when you're doing like a comedy on like a a comedy like because it's like um a sitcom like an old school mm-hmm. sitcom right. And when you, so when you're doing a comedy like that and you just post all the episodes up in like one day, like you don't really. That's some. That's a show that kind of needs that week to week feedback, because mm. then you could kind of play around with like jokes and stuff, like what works and what doesn't. When you just post the whole thing up, you know what I mean. You just gotta accept whatever yep. the fuck happens. So I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I'll also say this about Mike Epps. So we move on. He's gonna be in uh, Boots Riley new show. He's not starring, but he's gonna recur in it. It's uh, going to Prime Video. It's like a dark comedy. Ooh, okay. It's called I'm a Virgo. I'm not sure the premise on that, but I will get back to everybody on that. But it is. I believe that's Boots Riley's. Most recent project because he hasn't done he didn't it, do nothing after yeah, sorry nothing sorry I, I think yeah it's so, exactly I'm actually really excited to see him on this this Natalie Portman joint yeah that's an exciting one I I wouldn't expected you to tell me I were I wasn't expecting you to say that's who you'd be co-starring with yeah <laughs> yeah like that's that's it takes place in 60s Baltimore with an unsolved murder mm. oh. Okay. That's it. That's so all it's I needed to hear. True crime, too. Okay. Yeah, we're that's, gonna, that's we're gonna get into all it. Is, is it true crime or is it or is it like is this based on true events? Um it's based on a novel. I don't think it's based on true events. Okay. So just a crime drama set. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm already locked into yeah, it. I I'm feel watching. like Apple TV's uh Crime shows have been really, really good. Okay. I'm I, uh, I'm really good, really strong. Definitely gonna watch it. Um Let's see, moving forward, I guess that's it, but before we go, do you want to do the top, the top black directors? Sure, go ahead, jump it off. Easy. Ryan Coogler. Okay. Um, John Singleton. Uh-huh. Spike Lee. Okay. You seem a little. You seem like you're still deciding over there. You're like, hold on, is, is that it? I just know we're gonna cut it off. 
And then I'm gonna walk outside and I'm gonna realize like, damn, I, uh-huh. I, I, it's somebody else. Yeah, that's why you be these types of questions is, are so tough. Mm-hmm. So because you want us to narrow down. I know three. I know. And so what it stemmed from was I was looking up randomly, you know, I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. I was randomly looking up just like the top grossing black directors and like the the list. The top ten is like like John Singleton twice, uh, F. Gary Gray like twice. F. Gary Gray, Tim, F. Tim F. Story. F. Please give F. Gary Gray his flowers. Bro. Yes, He's- yeah, that, that's on the list. That was gonna be next. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tim Story's on the list a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Ryan Coogler's there. Um, and then Spike. I don't think Spike Lee was is on the top. Spike not 10. on there. Nah, Spike Lee's not on the top. He is. He doesn't have his his movies don't usually gross them uh, like that. Not high. typically. Not typically. He just has a couple that grossed mm-hmm. a lot. Like I think want to say like Malcolm X and um, Inside Man. Okay. Like, like, what about Black Klansman? That do okay. And I think they did alright. I mean, it made its budget back and probably made some profit, mm-hmm. but it ain't you know. It wasn't supposed to be one of those blockbuster types films. I don't, anyway, I don't so. think that. I, the no. premise alone don't seem like yeah. it, it, it was, was something that was about to make, you know. A billion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah that's, that's just kind of where it stemmed from. Because I was like, damn, what's my top three? I would say it's probably that. Mm-hmm. F. Gary Gray is probably like a, 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 a nice like fourth. Yeah, I love if I, I've, I've, I mean... F. Gary Gray, let's 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 give the people some of his run, you know, because oh. not everybody is is may know exactly who you were talking about right off the top of our head. Oh their man, yeah, I'll I'll go through some of his movies, bro. F. Friday. Gary Gray, I mean Friday, uh, straight uh, out of Compton, straight out of Compton, set uh, it off, yeah, set it off, set it off. It's one of the, one, um, a brilliantly sad film. Um, <laughs> he did the Italian job. Hmm. Damn, he directed that trash ass Men in Black movie. That's, well, you said they're live, bro. Yeah, sorry. Well, they all can't be heaters. Right. <laughs> giving them your flowers. You was like, yeah, yeah, well, we can get, oh, Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously I said Italian job. That nigga, he's done a lot of music videos, not for sure. For some artists that I don't think we should mention on the show, but <laughs> uh oh. Uh and Friday. I mean, look, I'll say this about F. Gary. Oh, so here's why I, I brought it up. I was looking at that list and I realized F. Gary Gray and Tim Story are low key like they're black directors who have made so much on some of their movies that I feel like when there's certain when you're looking at certain films or like certain like I guess when studios are looking at certain films and like, OK, who should we hire for this? They they kind of look to those two mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons, because it's like, all right, if we give you the movie. It's gonna, it's you're gonna make a good movie, and it's gonna make a lot of money for us. Right. So, yeah, and I feel like F. Gary Gray doesn't get brought up enough, bro. That's why this whole list exists, actually. You know, you being a diehard Regina King fan, I'm surprised you didn't immediately just put her up there. Just I wanted to, but I'm a, I'm a, I know niggas gonna cook me. Yeah, I know niggas gonna cook me because you got no. one movie compared to everybody else. I you know what? I, look, hey, hey. I think now, look, if we talking about my, our favorite black actors, you know, or black actors and actresses. Regina King's gonna top the list every time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I gotta be fair. Anybody else with just one movie out, one movie directed, I might not put them in my top. You know, like just just for a variety of reasons. Uh-huh. Oh shit. Changed my top already. Steve McQueen. I was literally just looking at him too. It's crazy. You said Yeah, that. Steve McQueen. Cause Widows was fucking fire. Widows was fire. Uh 
What's up? Our, our engineer just walked back in. You know, yeah, that's what my y'all boy, heard. My boys, um, my boys <laughs> they got some loud um, ass doors here at Better Sounds. Shout out to Better Sounds. How you feel? Oh, I was going to say how you feel about Lee Daniels, but you know, Lee Daniels. Yeah, I, you know, he, he directs movies. Yeah, and they've they've come out. I like some them. of Lee's. I've liked some of Lee's stuff. I thought Precious was was cool. Empire was straight in, for a little for bit. a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Butler. Has Butler he done anything was, else besides? Oh, you know, he did the um, the Billie Holiday film, which was pretty oh, good. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. Andre Day um, was also just really good in yeah. that role. Once again, Melvin Gregg. Shout out to Melvin, Melvin Gregg. Gregg. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's about it. I mm-hmm. got for Lee Daniels. Well, if so. I got, I'm, I'll go, I'll do mine real quick, too. Yeah. You've already named one of them, John Singleton, for sure. Um is it too early for me to say Jordan Peele? I'm a horror guy. Mm, it's not too early to say Jordan I'm Peele. I'm a horror guy, and he just so happens to have one of the best horror films ever. Mm, yeah. I think <laughs> by, the time this, by the time this episode comes out, uh, nope. Nope. Should have been a deal. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Peele. And um, we'll say, uh, see, this one's a little, this one's kind of tough. This one's kind of tough. Because now I'm like, okay, because there's some women directors there too, some black women directors there too that. So I wanted to say Nia Costa, but I've only seen Candyman. But I like Candyman mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, Cassie Lemons, you know, she was, she did, um, is, what is that one? Who was the director for Eve's Bayou? What was her name? That's a good question. Oh, you know what I just thought about too? The director of uh, Love and Basketball. And um Nigga, the director of Love and Basketball is Spike Lee. You're high. What? Hold on. You're faded, bro. What? You're thinking no, it's not Love and Basketball. You're thinking of you're thinking of the shit with Denzel and uh Ray Allen. Oh, I am thinking of uh Yeah, he got game. That's oh Gina Gina Prince uh Bythewood, yes. Yes, 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 Her. yes. 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 She's a, she's a great director. Yeah. Love, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The joint she did with Netflix was actually really, really fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, better. yeah, that shit was, yeah, that shit was, that shit was Netflix really good. Movies. I know we did that, uh, the list. I should have brought that up. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes. Gina um, Prince-Bythewood. Yeah, yeah, and I remember um, I remember someone, uh, I think it was Lena Waithe, who had a very, very interesting story of how she eventually kind of got her start in Hollywood. This is a long story. But Gina Prince Bythewood was uh, was a a part of her getting her her start in Hollywood. So that's really great. Um, damn, but it, it's 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 so difficult to just try to you know pick three out of so many brilliant uh, black ad directors over the years. Barry Jenkins is one that you could that you could easily he is, say. I, I, and you um, know, I'd like um, if Bill Street could talk. I thought that was cool. But I feel like Moonlight was such a mm. Moonlight is almost like a, a fire ass debut album from like an artist. Mm. It's like so hard to follow that up. It is. It's so hard to follow that up. It is. Um, and it is Cassie Lemons for uh, who directed East Volume. So there was. God, I knew it. Come on now. Who who y'all think y'all talking to? Y'all know who this is. I did not know that 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 well. I was hoping that I was Man, right. And I'm glad I was, I was right. Say, you was definitely. I was like, hold me, on. Bro. That's I, the reason why I looked it up. I was like, hold on. I think I'm right, but <laughs> double check that. But anywho, um, oh, yeah. You know what? Not to cut you off, but uh-huh. she's doing. I want to dance with somebody. The Whitney movie. Yeah, Whitney movie coming out in yep. December. 
And that Whitney film is going to is it going to streaming services or going to the to the silver screen? You know I can't that remember. That is a great question. Yeah. I think it is gonna be going to theaters if I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, let's look that up. I I, I still haven't seen that fucking Elvis movie, and I want to. Um, yeah, me neither. And I'm kind of like, uh, I'll it's, get around it's to it. It's getting to the point where it's like, if I don't see it in like the next couple of weeks, it's man, Shit. yeah, it's uh, that movie's we got to wait till streaming, my boy. Uh, yeah. For yeah, sure. Shaming. Golly. These niggas the show thinking I'm a robot on here. They they definitely are. They're like, why is this nigga here? Why is you know, he not that, ready? That, <clears throat> that shit don't look right. Um I think it's releasing actually in theaters. I think so too, bro. If I'm not mistaken. I, I because yeah, her I'm, last the last Whitney Houston I think it was a docu it was a documentary. Um Oh man, fucking Debbie Allen. Mm. She only directed the fucking television and 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 for our whole black ass lives. So yeah, Debbie Allen definitely one of my favorite black directors, male or female. Debbie Easily. Allen for certainly without question. I just randomly thought I'm like, there's somebody else who. Is very in like her her directing or their directing. I couldn't remember at that time. Was um, I, it was very significant in just my growing up in TV and watch, yeah. watching TV. I'm like, I can't think of who it was at that time, but just randomly thought about it. And it's Debbie Allen, who Ava, I was Ava of. DuVernay too. Ava Shonda Rhimes. Um, oh, Shonda, that's a good one. Shonda, that is a very um, good one. Shonda really might be like. She the, definitely the, probably the most prolific outside of like like maybe Tim Story, mm-hmm. who's done like multiple movies that have grossed hella, and like F. Gary Grave also done right, multiple right, movies right. that have grossed hella. Sunrise might be like the most prolific in terms of like consistency, like mm-hmm. a lot of damn. This list can actually it's go actually on and on. Can, this can go on and on because now niggas are just pulling names out. Yeah, like I'll oh say, shit. Even, even going back to Jordan Peele. I think Jordan, I, we're going to see the numbers that Nope's done. I, I, so mm-hmm. I had to switch my you tickets. You got a Nope take? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I don't got a Nope take. I've, I've seen, I won't say whom, mm-hmm. but I've seen some people say the movie might be mid. It might be. It might be. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I have a thing where I feel like Jordan Peele's trailers are always significantly worse than the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they bank on all right. People are gonna come to the theater, and mm-hmm. even if you didn't fuck with the trailers and don't go to see the movie on the first day, somebody else that you know is gonna see the movie, and he's gonna, they're gonna make you want to see it. They'll damn near spoil it for you, probably, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, nah, I don't. I don't got a note take outside of a uh, random Daniel Kaluuya said, you know, he didn't do Black Panther because of note, which. Oh, okay. I mean, take that as you will. Um, scheduling conflicts happen all the time. All the time. But in that same kind of vein, he also said, um, he reminded everybody he's still doing that Barney movie. Yeah, I saw he's doing that Barney film, right? Yeah, he's still doing that Barney like movie. It's Barn- uh, like a dark Barney film or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Like something about like, what did Barney teach us? I love you. You love me. What if that was? What if that what isn't? What if that isn't true or something like I, that? I, it was like his. That was like I don't know. I, Whatever. It's very um, bizarre. That is kind of yeah. I didn't expect to see that in the, in the group chat earlier. Man. But um, it, it if, definitely occurred. Hey, I mean, I always like interesting spins on stuff. You know, if people can actually like, uh, you know, pull it off. Pull it off. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but hey. 
him making him taking uh, you know a kid classic like Barney and turning it into something dark. Okay, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but uh, but speaking of people taking something and turning it into something dark, Constant Woo's Constance Woo. Mm. We we're gonna talk about that. Let's tap in before we get out of here, yeah. and now uh, we're we're getting to them. Get to them scary hours. Get, get to them closing them hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, getting, it's getting, closing time. There it is. I was just going to say it. Um, yeah, let's talk about it briefly. Um, you brought it up last week, mm-hmm. last week's show, right before we closed. Constance Wu, she was on Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Rich, Off the Boat. I, Crazy Rich Asians. She's um, a great actress. Uh, and uh, uh, fucking, what's that movie with J-Lo and everybody? Um, Hustlers? Hustlers. Yes. She was in Hustlers? She was in Hustlers. She was, like, her and J-Lo were the main two people. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do oh, remember her. Sorry. That's crazy. Um, I'm saying sorry to my mic. Like, man, like, the mic's like, oh, like, oh, you good. My you bad. Good, you good, you bro. Good. Um, Don't even trip, bro. It happens. Yeah, man. Um, She did say that after the backlash she received from Fresh Out the Boat, she was, you know, dealing with, you know, contemplating or I think even going as far as attempting Suicide. That's yeah. She did. She did say that, and I mean, I'll, I'll say, wow. yeah. That's that's really crazy. I remember when, I think they they announced that they renewed Fresh Off the Boat, and she was like, kind of tweeting like, "Oh my God, no!" Like, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, she was like really pissed because she didn't enjoy necessarily being on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she had to pass on a movie role because she had to go back for the, that mm-hmm. season. Oh um, yeah, everything it's all coming back as you yeah, say it now. Yeah, she wanted to really be in whatever movie it was. I don't remember if she mentioned the movie, but um I mean let her tell it she didn't enjoy her time on the show. And I feel like because I also have this kind of issue sometimes with like, you know, like the Marvel, like the Star Wars shit. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes as fans, you gotta like take into account that just cause you enjoy this actor on the show and that this actor or actress is really good, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're beholden to you to keep doing the shit if they don't necessarily want to do it or if they don't enjoy themselves doing it. Like if she is enjoying the show being canceled, like I mean, y'all should take that as it is. Right. Like, you know, there's for instance, uh Kim's Convenience. I remember when that got canceled. A lot of the actors on the show are pretty happy because they didn't necessarily like the direction the the show was going in terms of the production side of things. Mm-hmm. Like the um, the I think the staff room either became all white or was always all white. So a lot of times, you, you, you know, if these people don't want to be on the show, they're not necessarily being divas all the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. they genuinely have issues with what the fuck's going on. Um, I think for people to have kind of pushed her to to want to feel like that, bro. Yeah. Man, which I'll say, anybody listening to the show, if, you know, having those thoughts or feeling that type of way, you know, there's a lot of places we can get you help. Absolutely. Um, I'll probably Absolutely. put, like, the uh, the hotline number on the bio when we post this episode. There you know you what I mean? Like, it's definitely places you can reach out to try to get help. You know what I mean? That's not always the answer. But I'll also say to the people that, that talk. That push these people. Yeah. Without even realizing it. Like, you have to, like, boy, oh, boy. Words matter. Words mean things. They do. These fucking actors are, yeah, they're they're public figures, but they're they're still human beings they are. like you and I. They just live lives, their lives differently. But yeah. ultimately, they 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 when you cut them, they bleed. Man, look, <laughs> yeah, and and um, and nobody, they don't owe you shit. They don't owe you a damn. They don't thing. owe you shit. No Wait, if you pay. 
you know, I don't know how much Netflix is, but if you pay $10, $15 for fucking Netflix a month, mm -hmm. very little of that money is going to those actors. So just because you pay that, the, the company to watch the shows or pay whatever streaming service to watch the shows doesn't mean these actors or actresses have to do what the fuck you think mm -hmm. or want or feel. Like, I think we got to we gotta be able to separate certain shit. And I know, I think the way she framed it, it seemed like it might have been like, she said she felt a kind of way regarding um, yeah. how she was representing Asian Americans. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, and I think at that time, a lot of us were kind of dumbfounded. It's like, wow, you, your uh, show is successful and they want to bring you back. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, but you know what? I, you and I have both, both been in positions where it's like we might have had like a successful job or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like we either quit or we leave or like, you know, some bullshit happens and we end up gone. And, you know, people want to look at us like, well, why didn't you try to go back or why didn't you ask? Or, whoop, whoop. And it's just kind of like some shit just isn't worth your mental true. health. That's and, true. you know, uh, no matter I, how much money is involved, no man, matter the, 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 the acclaim that comes with it. Yep. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine if I was locked into a contract with some of these Ooh, places, bro. Yeah. Bro, imagine being locked into a contract with a place that you want to leave. They're paying you a bunch, but it's like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to fucking be here. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think, um, I don't know. I just think as a fandom, like you just got to kind of do better. There's shows that I definitely wish didn't get canceled, but I'm not going to harass actors or actresses if right. they feel like, you know. Like, Harrison Ford is a great example. I love Harrison Ford as Han Solo. That man has, for the last, like, 40, 50 years, has complained about being in the Star Wars series. I'm not going to sit there <laughs> and tell this man, stop fucking complaining. Yeah. Stop with, like, I mean, bro, if you don't want to be in a bitch, you don't got to be in a bitch. Yeah. Bro. Like, that's that's really not my prerogative, bro. You, you're going to make money whether or not I watch this shit or not. So, whether you know, I, right. And, you, you know, this franchise is going to make money whether you're in it or not. That's, so like, that's also very true. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 to read, you know, her statement or to her opening up about, you know, uh, suicide attempt after, you know, the backlash she received from Fresh Off the Boat, of course, it's disheartening. You don't ever want to hear someone at all. saying, you know, that they wanted to take their own life. You know, that's, that's at all. especially someone who and that's the that's the crazy thing about it cuz someone who is seemingly living the life yeah <laughs> genuinely living the dream um, that we would assume that we would assume exactly seemingly it it's very it, it appears that way um but whenever they open up and they tell you like the the stuff that they were battling too and of course a lot of theirs had to do with the backlash she received from the backlash she gave <laughs> yeah for the show so it was kind of like one of those trickle of thing those trickle effects but i mean I'm glad that she didn't, obviously. I think we all are glad that she didn't, you know. It, 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 and we're glad that, you know, um, she's opening up and being vulnerable. Um, but like you said, like, and I'll probably end it there. You know, if you're a fan of a show, fan of a person, just because you don't like what they say or do online doesn't give you the right to try to bully them or try to, like, uh, essentially tell them to, essentially almost like a shut up and dribble type thing yeah I'm like, just gonna say let's call it what it is cause yeah. I'll, I'll say huh, uh, Harrison Ford has done it James Franco's done it and we've seen that reaction or lack thereof versus you already know John Boyega doing it Constance versus Constance Wu doing it mm -hmm. you know what I mean so like, says shut up and dribble that's what they want that they want so, mm -hmm. so I think I think I mean we could say it you know we what I mean we know it like, yes like if you just because you're watching a show or a movie and the the minority person's complaining about their treatment there, like what the fuck's happening? Y'all need to y'all need to chill. Even um uh, we'll say this and then move on or end it, but the uh girl who played Iris West in The Flash, she said when the Flash initially came out, 
uh, CW didn't really do anything or say anything about like some of the racist backlash that she was like receiving, that she was receiving online. Online, and then when they posted about it, she was still received. Like if you look under comments, bro, still people being like, "Well, you should appreciate the fact that you're on the show." I don't know why you complaining. You wasn't even that good of an actress. You made your money. Those yada, yada, people, yada. we bro. know. We know who y'all are, mm. bro. And so, and I, I would like to see the comparison of her saying that versus like if the lead actor said like you know he didn't enjoy his time being on the show, he didn't enjoy this mm. or being that, or even like the uh, girl who's cast as um. And I don't know. I'm not saying this is necessarily true, but the girl who was cast as Batwoman in the CW show, she ended mm-hmm. up leaving after the first season. And she said a lot of stuff about her treatment on the first season. I don't necessarily remember if there's any backlash, but I would like to see the comparison. Right, uh, I get you. you. Know, yeah, I yeah, I'd you. like to see the comparison of it just to see, like, okay, you know, if y'all complain about this, are y'all complaining about that? So, mm-hmm. look, well, let's do better, y'all. Hey, yeah, that's it. Everybody, do better. And uh, watch what the fuck you're saying to people, man. You don't know. Yeah, these look. words matter. Words, just because you can type some shit and, you know, it's like, ah, oh, these people probably ain't even going to see it. They see that they shit. Do. <laughs> they see it or if they don't see it someone else near them sees it and they might show them who knows yeah, so yeah. you it's know just, it ain't worth it it's not it ain't worth it there's, there's ways to give criticism without sounding like an asshole mm, or a dickhead so. that's very true yeah Um. and that's coming from me and yeah. <laughs> also that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's coming from me um, so I should tell you a lot <laughs> but shit any, anything else you wanna you wanna you wanna tap into before we get out of here ah uh, I don't I don't think so oh i did want to say um fuck stranger things fuck them little kids i'm tired of the shit tired okay. of hearing about it uh, they come, you know what it's crazy i watched i finished season four and the whole season of season four i enjoyed it each one of them episodes was long as a motherfucker yeah, like I'm every tired, episode i think was kids, except for the season finale which i think a lot of us thought was the series finale but it's not i thought it was bro that actually yeah. pissed me off i yeah. wasn't gonna say nothing about stranger things until they was like yeah we come back for uh, season five in 2024 i was like mm-hmm. bro these these little motherfuckers like like why bro these 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 niggas are adults now the adults are like old people now like mm. this shit is getting ridiculous <laughs> how many times y'all niggas gonna keep going to the upside down just stop going to the bitch ah! leave the, the fucking upside down and the monsters alone man man the fucking season finale like I said I thought it was a serious finale because that shit was two and a half hours what? long so what they gonna have two and a half a two and a half hour episode of season is that what we doing next I, I'm, in, I'm, in two I'm, years that's what everybody's gonna get excited for that's what it's sounding like man. to me man but you're right. You you nailed it though. These niggas is gonna be like early twenties in twenty twenty four. Them niggas gonna be like thirty, bro. Them <laughs> little niggas gonna have grain they beards, bro. Grandkids gonna be watching Stranger Things talking about y'all remember that one episode? That shit, it has been on for a while, a long fucking but time. It, it bro. Should, but the thing is, as it, it it's taking them so long to produce episodes, that's why it's I been on it, for so bro. long. That shit is so weird to me. That shit is so weird to me. Fuck <laughs> that's that shit, why bro. if if they were producing episodes at a, at a like a, a different like a, a faster rate, faster speed rather, then Stranger Things would have probably been done already, like four years ago. <laughs> But, you know, like a normal TV show, but whatever. Like I said, fuck them kids. Uh, that's all I got to say. You got anything before we go? I don't, bro. I think I'm good um, off that. We appreciate y'all always tuning in, listening. Um, y'all know where to find us, or actually, you may not. If you haven't, I don't know why. But you know this fool, David Dean, he going to give you where you can find him. Yeah, you could. And also, I want to say, just because of that segue is crazy from the constant salute to the Stranger Things, I'm not saying legit anything grimy to them kids. I'm just saying... 
fuck that show. Let's end the show. It doesn't need to be on. I'm tired of people talking to me about it. You know what I mean? The kids are all great. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids are all great. I just want oh, okay. to make, make, make that clear. Yeah. Very clear. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 make that yeah, very yeah. clear. For sure. Uh, I just realized that segue is probably crazy. Somebody was like, what the fuck is just wrong with this went nigga? From, from <laughs> trying to big up Constance Wu to telling you. <laughs> Telling no, these to stop the show. No, but strange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, fuck that shit. But no, no, here's how y'all, y'all niggas can find me. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all got any backlash for that, please. y'all can find me on Twitter at if Dave Ordine. Please give him the backlash. Yeah, I'll take the how backlash that? on that one. I'll take the backlash <laughs> on that one. Uh, just, just keep it cute. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I, I will wall out on you. Because niggas is res- we, we in Constance Wu. We, we can reply. She yeah, has a, a, a few more. Things in place that may not allow yeah. her to reply and the it, way we can, and you know she might not have grown up the same way we might have. That's you also know what that. I mean. Yeah, so I, so I have a very you want to give us backlash? Very, a very different right response when niggas is talking crazy to me. Straight up, uh, you know what I mean. An even more different response when I'm upset or depressed. Let me tell you something. That too. Uh, uh, nothing against Constable, obviously, but um, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, Dave Ordine, if you want to tweet me about some of the comments that I've made on today's episode, all of which are my own thoughts and don't yes. want anybody else. They are his own fucking thoughts. <laughs> my thoughts alone. Nothing from don't, me, nothing don't from belong. Knife. Yep, and don't belong, to any, <laughs> don't belong to anybody that I work with. Uh, yes, um, you can find me on IG. Davey.Dean uh, If it is still exists By the time this episode comes out Who Sheesh. knows The way these niggas Been on my ass uh-huh. And Poppy Cashley On TikTok uh, You can keep your comments To yourself On there Because I, I don't I don't really check my DMs On TikTok So you better off Tweeting me mm-hmm. um, But yeah Any any comments Questions or concerns Regarding anything I said Go ahead and find me there Or hit up our manager Whoever our manager is I think I'm still the manager Right Until I outsource <laughs> that job I can't wait to outsource that job <laughs> uh, I'm like the manager And a publicist And I'm, I'm only working For myself To, to, <laughs> to roll back My own comments so, Pretty much uh, Um yeah, y'all know where to find me. You already know. I ain't even got to give it out. Um, much like he said, these are my own views. Ain't no view of anyone <laughs> else. Not my employer. Not my no partnerships. No nothing. Yes. This is yes. all from me. Same goes for Twitter. I tweeted myself. Yes, I ain't have to do it for nobody. Else. Yes. <laughs> and y'all know where to find me. I'm gonna be on that bitch in a little while. Yeah. So uh, y'all know we ain't got shit also. So <laughs> knife, take us out. It's lit. Thanks for talking. <laughs> Welcome to niggas watching. Niggas saw it. Now niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching. Niggas saw it.